<laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, Leanne. It's been, I feel like a long time coming when you yes. have like social media, like relationship. Like I, I actually was talking to somebody about like recording with you today. Yeah. And I was like, I found her, you know, probably like well over a year ago, probably a, year, a few years at this point, it feels like. I don't, I don't know. Even, yeah. you know, time's not like real when you like connect on social media, you know, because you're just seeing somebody's life through pictures, stories, things like that, reels. Um, so I'm excited to be here because I feel like we've talked about it. I feel like I know you through Thank social you. media. Inviting um, me to do this. And honestly, yeah. I, you have to talk about how you found me because- <laughs> I really don't know. And I feel like once we did connect, it just sort of snowballed. I'm like, oh, we're friends now. Um, Right. And and this feels easy. (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, so it's fun. You started Bad Day Box, which I like through the pandemic, I was like, you know, like there's like fab, I was getting fab fit fun sent to me and all Mm -hmm. these things. And I'm like, you know, that's great. It's like a quarterly thing. And I do, I did appreciate it. Like you pay the one time, like, I think it's like pretty much like 300 bucks at them quarterly. And I was like, well, what if there was like a breakup box or like something like Mm -hmm. like, all these things that I discovered, what you did. So I was like, oh, like somebody's doing it. Like, I'm just going to support them. So that's honestly how I found you. I think just like through research, because I think it's such a great idea. I think there's snail mail. I think you like you'll like say, you've mentioned it um, with your company is just like so meaningful. It's not just like a text. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any sort of reaching out to a person is really great and important. But mm-hmm. like you, like your box like goes the extra mile, which I really appreciate. I think um, than just like a letter. And that's right. I think like. You know, it's easy for us to send a text. It's easy for us to like thumbs up something or heart something or let somebody mm-hmm. know that we're thinking of them. But I think sending something in the mail is very different and like receiving something like that is very different. So definitely. Well, and you just like, I think when you, you grow up as a kid, you know, your parents get things like that like, through the mm-hmm. mail. And it was always so cool when I got something a letter a birthday card or anything like that it didn't even have to have anything it was just something somebody thought of me and thought Mm -hmm. they should send me something in the mail that they were thinking about me um so just like that and so your boxes would change like monthly is that correct and you would just um have and so I I guess (laughs) yeah and how did you come to like create the box you know you know, it's funny because I feel like I've been telling this story for so many years now. And totally. you know, while I think it's a tired story, I think for a lot of people, it's relatable. And mm-hmm. um, that was the biggest thing. Like, I wanted something that was relatable. And, you know, I would say a couple years ago, pre-pandemic, I went through just a really rough time, which, I mean, in hindsight, like, we've continuously gone through some rough times. Right. <laughs> um, but I would say, um, first and foremost, like, I went through a really hard breakup like was with somebody for nearly seven years a lot of it was long distance Mm -hmm. at one point in time and then I also just had this like kind of creative rut in my career like Mm -hmm. I've always worked marketing and advertising and the career I was in at the time was just really the least creative and so Mm -hmm. you know I was going through this hard time and a lot of people just really show up for me and Mm -hmm. show me like a lot of love and just you know in the form of distractions, I would say. Right. So 
you know, I would go on these awesome adventures. Like one of my friends used all of her points and I went um, ice climbing in Colorado. And then like Ooh. one of my best friends flew me out the next day after my breakup. And I spent a week with her and oh. her kids. And it was like sort of this like dark, stormy, rainy time. So it was just kind of adjacent to my feelings. Right. You're like, this <laughs> is perfect. Like be that way. You know, people like sent me snacks when I got back and like, you know, sleeping aids and things like mm -hmm. that you know here go get a massage and it was just one of those times where I felt very loved and cared for and mm -hmm. it felt like an opportunity to take that and give it back yeah. and so um you know like we kind of talked about earlier with like the intention of snail mail um that's always been this like interesting proclivity in my life like mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm um, you know, a daughter of immigrants and like my mm -hmm. grandmother and my parents would write letters all the time. And like, um, you know, I remember very like, you know, those old school envelopes with like the airmail thing around it. And so that's why like yes. my logo includes that. Um, right. All is very tied to me personally. And, um, you know, I had pen pals growing up when I moved at some point in time, mm -hmm. I like Account. And so that's always sort of something that I carried with me. And, you know, there is this notion of receiving something in the mail, um, somebody thinking of you. Mm -hmm. I still send postcards out. I love that. Um, anytime I travel, there's probably five people who always get a postcard from me. There used to be a lot more, but then it became it's kind too of much. <laughs> um, and then I started like, watercoloring them so that I was just like well I can't be mass producing these like over my vacation <laughs> um but really that was the genesis of it like you know I had this experience people showed up for me and in turn I mm -hmm. just kind of wanted to create something um one that acknowledged how <laughs> shitty life can be um right and then well like <laughs> life can get just like so shitty and yeah. you're just stuck you can just be stuck in this rut you know like the hard part when you're going through something is really understanding like the hindsight of it all and I mm -hmm. think it takes a lot of work to get out of that space and you know having gone through some hard times and watching like people around me do it I think the thing that people crave the most is just the validation of their feelings whether or yes. not you agree with them you know and right. I think that's um kind of the biggest reason why I was like, yeah, let's, let's talk about uncomfortable positions on things. Yeah. And, and this like idea of toxic positivity, right? Like people, mm -hmm. say, well, you just need to move forward and like apply to other mm -hmm. jobs or just start dating again. And I'm just like, well, it's like really not that simple. <laughs> and, right. and there's a lot of work that needs to happen before you can get to a good place with that. And I think that's the whole reason why I wanted to name it Bad Day Box. Um, I mean, a couple of my friends, when we were brainstorming all of this in the beginning, we were like, can we call it Fuck This Shit Box? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, like, this shit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like shit it's a little, is better it's than. A harsh. Um, but I did address, you know, a yeah. box to carry that sentiment um yeah and it was called it was one of my original boxes and so um you know I kind of like in 2019 was just working on this behind the scenes nobody really mm -hmm. knew 
what I was doing. I was taking out like, you know, my DBAs and doing all the back end. So, and, and I was curious about that because like, you know, I'm, I'm going through this position. It's like, I'm trying to find this like job, like a new job to replace my current job. I literally resigned on Tuesday. Um, we can talk. Using yourself. I, I, people, I figured people would think I would be more stressed about it, but like, I wasn't, it's like, it's a sigh of relief because like it, the job itself just like caused me so much anxiety, imposter syndrome to the next level up. I feel, am I even, I'm like, I went to college, I got a marketing degree, like through the business school. I'm a very, I'm a capable person, but you know, you start to question yourself when you suck at your job and you're not in a job that's probably right for you. Yeah, but but you're like doing it. Suck at your job, or are you one not given the tools to thrive? Right. Um, By tools, I mean like you know resources, people, um, like environment. Like there's there's so many Mm -hmm. factors that go into that, and I think there's um, you know this healthy reckoning (laughs) with Mm -hmm. um, questioning like especially during this pandemic time, right? Like I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us really took that first year and was like, okay, like we know what's important now. Like, right. You know, (laughs) we're not messing around with that. Mm -hmm. Like my time is valuable. Like we don't need to do things that are not bringing us pure happiness, you know? (laughs) Right. But it's not to say that, you know, it's inevitable, like shitty things can can happen, right? You're not going to have a hundred percent of like, 100% 100% great days, but if you can enjoy 80 to 90% of your job and like you have to deal with 10 to 20% of shittiness here and there, I take that over anything. <laughs> and I think it's also this notion too that, you know, a lot of people around me are questioning is, you know, do I have to be a thousand percent passionate about the work that keeps the lights on? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, we're learning right now through this mm-hmm. huge Hollywood strike that people aren't getting paid enough. So like, mm-hmm. if you want to start a podcast, if you want to start a business, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think mm-hmm. we need to ask questions and create this like sense of false, um, you know, oh, well, they're not going to take this job seriously or, no. you know, and, and it's, nobody would ever ask a mom that. <laughs> You know, mom is a full-time job and, you know, obviously it's not the same because you're not making money off of your child, but I'm also not making money off of this business child now either. So if we, yeah. So how did it, how did you, were you able to finance everything? Like, you know, starting your business and had it just been something small, like you just built upon it, like started super small, like. I don't ha- like I'm in the process yeah. of trying to get like real recording equipment and things like that for in-person um, podcasts uh, recording. So like for people yeah. that live here, I mean, my goal is to, you know, be able to fly, like fly to you, do this, like I yeah. know home or wherever else, right? Like that's the goal. So like, who knows where this can go? If that's the yeah. case that I'm coming out. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is that, you know, I never thought I would start this business. I, mm-hmm. um, was a big, 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 I'm still a big fan of how I built this um, with Guy Raz and listening to other. Okay, sorry, you utilize his podcast. Like, and that what content. you learn is most people don't know what they're doing. Right. You know? And I think there's 
people who are very straight and narrow and like, you know, averse to risk and are unwilling to sort of dip their toe into like, oh, what could this be Mm -hmm. like? And for me at the time, I was just craving this like outlet, right? Of Mm -hmm. one, like, I didn't want to (laughs) date. I was doing all this like outdoor awesome trips and stuff, but like, I still wanted to like fuel this creativity and Mm -hmm. it was a really, really good opportunity for me to do that. um, To just take everything that I've learned in brand building. Mm -hmm. Um, And by that point, I think I had like 15 years um, Mm -hmm. and kind of just put all the building blocks together slowly. And I, like I said, I didn't tell anybody. I I know at least 10 women in my life who are working full-time and have their own small business. So I would lean a lot mm-hmm. on them to just, um, one, not be too selfish with their time, but just to right. ask them, like, I need a starting place. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know what I don't know. Like, I, you know, you and need a little bit of guidance. <laughs> I think women are great at that um, because we have to figure most things out on our own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I would say that I leaned a lot on the women in my life. Um, I launched my business similar to you, which I thought that was super fun the day before yeah. my birthday um, in December. And it was sort of just this preview to like my family and friends, like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to have this birthday party, but it's cause I'm launching this business. Um, and I had done some like surveys and things like that. Um, to kind of get the ball rolling on mm-hmm. like what people need when they're having a bad day, like what people mm-hmm. want, like what are their comforts um, so that I could kind of take that information and curate it. And so, like I said, I took the fuck this shit idea and turned that into a box. And so I have a box that's called expletives and that mm-hmm. has changed one, two, three times now yeah. since started so there's like recurring themes for boxes and they're all sort of Mm -hmm. around an activity that you can do Mm -hmm. because like for me I think sure you can get somebody flowers but flowers are fleeting they'll eventually die um you know I am not a big fan of those edible arrangements I think they're like (laughs) actually like I mean maybe I've had like one but I've never been sent one and I'm totally fine with that (laughs) I been sent a couple and they're they're like full of sugar (laughs) um it's always like the worst fruit too it's like like, is it like a decent quality Um, no and you know no offense to the people who like that there's and and that's the thing there's like there's space for everybody in in like right and it's um for me i wanted something that um sort of address this like toxic positivity and that's why it's called bad day box there's like this juxtaposition right like if you look at my logo i spent a lot of time with one of my dear friends um designing that logo and Mm -hmm. i just was like i want it to feel like me Mm -hmm. i want it to feel like a hug or like the warmth Mm -hmm. of sunshine i want Mm -hmm. it to um kind of address what's happening Mm -hmm. head on but then also like the contents of the box is sort of healing and sort of an assistant and helping you move forward and so Mm -hmm. um, 
It's not a subscription box, which a lot of people get mm-hmm. confused about. It's one-time gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to make sure that it was a box that you could gift to a dude or somebody who was like a teenager or like a right. grandma. It's a lot of flexibility with who you can give it to. Because I think women are so good at gifting each other things, right? Like right. they're so good at showing up for each other when shit hits the fan and it's like oh gosh like okay where do I need to book a flight let's go right yeah (laughs) exactly uh so all of the boxes are sort of themed and um my whole intent was like okay I'm gonna start off with two um one was called Haiga because I went Mm -hmm. on a trip to Norway with my best friend the year that I went through my breakup and it's like Mm -hmm. It was just like such a healing place, like and they like the mm-hmm. whole Haiga theme is like you know cozy, warm, but then also like mm-hmm. I was jumping into like fjords that were filled with like water from glaciers and like oh my gosh, you know like and all of it was just incredibly healing. So that was sort of my love letter to Norway, and then um, the other one was the expletives box because I just mm-hmm. think that like it's a real thing, you know. Yeah. So- diagnosed with cancer somebody loses like their best friends or somebody you know and I think that like it's it's for me there's no rules on what a bad day can be like it's all relative right and like subjective about like the person where they're at how they're able to handle things like I could maybe handle something better or worse compared to you in the the same situation right it just depends so like there's so much or room like, for I people can go through a situation that you will never go through and like right, or that. You if if it makes you feel terrible you know yeah I mean, it's not the trauma olympics it's like oh well they get to be more you know mournful because xyz mm-hmm. happened versus like you know I got in this fender bender and my deductible is like a stupid amount of money like that still sucks exactly it's still super shitty <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's really kind of how my thought process was with like mm-hmm. the business. The idea was I was going to launch it in December and then on International Women's Day in March mm-hmm. was when I was going to do a crowdfunding campaign to raise money, um, mm-hmm. to kind of just like kickstart it. Um, the pandemic happened <laughs> days after like the whole entire world Little- just- that little um, bitch. <laughs> and I mean, you know, sometimes the universe works out in mysterious ways because I was feeling mm-hmm. very pushed with the video that I'd mm-hmm. put together for it. It wasn't quite ready. Um, and I was like hanging on this deadline of March 8th because I wanted to kind of use that as like a big splashy date. Um and I just felt like I couldn't ask people for money. Like people were getting laid off. Um, people were scared. People were just so unsure of what was to come. And so I sort of had to pause it. And, you know, I did what I could during those first couple months of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing like two like very specific like stay at home boxes that were like, mm-hmm. um, one you could gift to like anybody like a nurse or you know somebody who was like on the front line sure um and then there was like a box that was sort of more family friendly because i think Mm -hmm. people 
were like going insane. Like people were having legitimate hard days because they were like, I have to school my child <laughs> and hey. educate them and also work. And I try to be sane as a person for yeah. my family and like <laughs> I have a sense of privacy. Yeah. And just have this like crazy amount of dread. And so, yeah, like I didn't, um, I didn't end up doing my crowdfunding because it was just like not the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some financing from the company that I use for wholesale products and oh, nice. I was able to do um, a couple of different things that year. I, I did like a big sort of gift guide for the holidays because mm-hmm. I think the holidays tend to be um, a hard time and not just the holidays like winter, mm-hmm. like Mother's Day, Father's Day, like a lot of those like- holidays can be quite triggering for people. And so mm-hmm. uh, I try to address those very often um um and you know i think 2021 came around and i was like Mm -hmm. okay things are starting to feel different could i possibly launch this and right then i was like okay i think i'm gonna do it and so i started working on all the marketing assets for it it was kind of this crazy whirlwind because i was still Mm -hmm. working full time um, so I would just take days off. <laughs> right. You're um, like, okay, I'm going to take PTSD to work. I, I didn't want to work till midnight every night. Like, and I just needed to have separation between the two. And so I did that. And then I submitted my campaign to Kickstarter to, um, launch it and they denied it. <laughs> You kidding me? So because I also felt like you were on CNN. So like, yeah. So I feel like 2021 was kind of a crazy year. So I didn't end up doing my crowdfunding through Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Quickly pivoted and found a group called I Fund Women, um, okay. who were very, very supportive of my campaign. They gave me a lot of visibility in that time period, and I was really, really grateful for that. And then like. I guess, you know, I've never been married, but I always hear this from a lot of people. Like once you plan a wedding and then it's done, there's sort of this like, like grieving period, right? It's just like all your energy was like going towards this. And so I sort of had this weird grieving period of like, well, now what do I do? Like, and I was able to raise money. Um, My biggest reason that I wanted to raise money was to pay my friend, Kevin, who designed my logo, because I think that in itself is deserving of it. I think mm-hmm. there's not one person who doesn't see my logo and like doesn't have something positive to say about it. Right. And I'm incredibly proud of it. And I'm incredibly proud to have worked with him on it. And so that was a big thing. And then I wanted to get like boxes that were actually printed and branded. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that, like, even if you do a small run, it costs a lot of money. I think I raised close to maybe a little over $10,000, which like in the mm-hmm. biggest scheme of things, like it's not very much. It's a lot. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm really just kind of doing it on my own. I have no intentions of really doing any sort of like VC type of funding. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's mine and I want to hold yeah. on to it. Yeah. And until there's like a right moment to like collaborate with somebody else, I think mm-hmm. you now it's something that I want, but, you know, after that crowdfunding campaign, um, I sort of had this lull and then I had somebody reach out to me, see if I wanted to do an, uh, online interview for Forbes. So I did that. Yeah. Um, And that was in May. 
And then I kind of was just like working on things through summer. And then I got an email from somebody at CNN. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say around Memorial Day, like right after. Okay. Yeah. And they wanted to do an interview <laughs> with me. Which is like wild. I feel and like CNN's huge. I was just like, well, how did you find me? <laughs> right. Um. And I talk about that a lot as one, a woman and, you know, somebody who started something that is a business that you're not always going to be ready for what is put in front of you. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> like, for sure. I was like, okay, yes. But then I also knew that a lot of other things needed to happen. Like mm -hmm. I'd been um, dragging my feet on like building out like a workspace. And so that kind of, mm -hmm. you know, kickstarted that. And it was sort of a fun project that I did with a lot of my friends, mm -hmm. um, you know, painting my garage and like mm -hmm. building, you know, all these like crazy things for me to have like this film ready <laughs> right. production crew come in. Um, oh my gosh. And I just remember I, I posted this recently on my feed, like a video of me just talking about how I felt that morning. Yeah. <laughs> like waiting for them to arrive. And, you know, like it's such a good exercise. Like, even yeah. if you don't post it anywhere, to just like, here's how I'm feeling in this moment. And then you mm -hmm. like look back at it later and it's sort of like, wow, like you did that. Well, and you can, you've probably, I'm, I'm sure you've grown from that point too. Like, you know, if you were to be approached by another news outlet or something like that, or just like a huge, you know, promotion of like your company, right? Like, yes, it's always nerve wracking, I think, because like you're excited, but nervous, you don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. But like, I've done this before. We can yeah. do this again. Totally. And I feel like that, that feeling is interchangeable, like nervous and mm -hmm. excited, like, physically it feels the same right right um so sometimes it can be confusing and like I have to remind myself like are you nervous or are you excited right um, and you kind of just have to like play it out but yeah it was kind of this whirlwind thing and you know I always say yes to whatever people like want to include me in so mm -hmm. I think as you're growing something like you know, a podcast or a business or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, one, it's great for your SEO. Um, mm -hmm. But then two, like, you know, there's just audiences that you're not reaching. And I'm not gonna, mm -hmm. I'm not doing any paid advertising yeah. right now. Um, a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is, I mean, like, you didn't know me. <laughs> and, I you... Did it, and I just like, yeah, I found you through just like looking through because yeah. of like my own idea. And I was like, oh, this is great. So yeah, yeah. And there's other gifting companies and, you know, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that like the way that I have sort of positioned this and packaged it mm -hmm. is like very specific and very intentional. It's not for you. And right. that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. You had, I think I remember like you in one of your boxes had like the Ted Lasso and the keychain. And I just, ugh, I like love Ted Lasso. And it's, it's like, that's a show. It's like that show is just like so heartwarming. I'm so that they stopped like at season I think season five or th four or three I don't know regardless no I'm I be sneaky and come back with come back. something and it's in a different iteration maybe but totally I will say that that show I mean no spoilers for anybody like I was quite happy with how they chose to end mm -hmm. this last season whether or yeah, not the series finale or the season finale 
I think they did a really good job at showing growth in all of those characters. And yeah, the character development and all like yeah. through and through is amazing. Yeah. So like it didn't just focus on Ted, it focused on the entire cast and how they like lived their lives and their struggles and how they overcame things. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, right? Because I think back, because I kind of just forgot about this until now, but, you know, during 2020 on, like, there's, mm -hmm. and maybe this always existed before, but I think the gravity of it, it was different because all of us were at home, but like, I loved Schitt's Creek in 2020. Oh, like, and I had, <laughs> I had this box called, uh, rose colored glasses mm -hmm. and it just had all this Schitt's Creek like related you know swag in there and mm -hmm. I think like as a society there's always sort of something that we gravitate towards too like collectively mm -hmm. and I think like Ted Lasso did a great job with that did you ever watch Shrinking? No I haven't watched it yeah. yet um, did you watch it? but I've heard other people yeah talk about it yeah. same writer um Brett oh Goldstein. really okay writes um and like I love Jason Siegel I've loved him for many many years yeah, from like Freaks and Geeks and you know every Judd Apatow movie like I think um it's it's an honest show and um I think people need that people like I said like going back to like my brand it's just like mm -hmm. you know people go through moments in life that are really really shitty and I think the least that we can do for them is to just like show up, mm -hmm. but show up in a way that, you know, lets them feel how they're feeling, um, you know, yeah. gives them space. I think there's so many people who are uncomfortable with that space, right? Like there's right. so many people who, you know, say you like are having a really hard time finding a job and people are like, well, have you done this? Have you done this? And it's just like, well, like, I know what needs to happen, but I also just like right. need the space to complain. And I think that's where I always like, like to bring up, you know, both things can exist. <laughs> at the right. Same like I can honor this disappointment, this grief or whatever I'm feeling, but I can also be very hopeful. And I think right. for me, that's, um, coming from a place of just having done a lot of work on myself and yep. you know that work doesn't ever end unfortunately no it, it, like I said it's not a linear path for healing it's not a linear path for anything it's just oh. like it's up and down and plateaus and up and down yeah. like it's just all over the place that's sort of wild but I think you know as I continue to get you know older and I don't know if necessarily wiser is the word. How you are. But I would say, I would just say observant. Like, mm. you know, listening to me is a superpower. And I tell my little nephews this all the time. You know, like, listening is a big superpower. Like, you should you should try to do it more. Um, mm. And so when people are going through a hard time, I sort of just let them be. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Like let it out. I'm not. I'm never gonna stop you. I'm never gonna judge you. <laughs> mm -hmm, right. um, you know, obviously, if something like wildly unhealthy is happening, like there's that's different. But I kind of have to think about like, you know, does this person want to be heard, or do they actually? Mm -hmm. want advice? And for me, I often don't want advice from other people. I think 
you know, we talk about, and I'm not saying that arrogantly, like I, I think I just know inherently what is best for me. (laughs) Right. Um, And that's sort of a hard adult, like thing to exercise too, is being able to say that to people like, because that is uncomfortable for other people, which like, then you feel uncomfortable. Because then you're setting boundaries. Boundaries are hard because as much as you can be forthright with them, like you can't control how somebody else is going to react to them. Right. Um, and that's not easy for somebody who has been a people pleaser their whole life. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. I just watched this video about how like a lot of women, there's like a certain like time period where they kind of let go of this like people pleasing aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why a lot of them end up getting divorced or they start to kind of question their relationships. Right. Interesting. (laughs) And and when you experience like trauma, divorce, whatever it may be, like if you're self-aware enough about it, you're like, okay, like I can see how I date and why I date and feel this way and become codependent and all this stuff. I've done a lot of work. I've like gone to therapy since I was six when I was divorced. So yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm like anything where perfect, but I don't, I didn't give myself enough credit because like, I was like, how can that person be, you know, they can't be that way because like, I'm, I know my history and this mm-hmm. is how I am. So like, I'm going to do what I can to continue to people please. Like you, yeah. like my, like in my relationship. So I get that. It's interesting like how, you know, I started going to therapy because of, you know, that hard time that I went through because of a relationship, but then mm-hmm. like, and how old was I then? Like in my 30, like late thirties. And mm-hmm. you start to realize that so much of that gets formed early on in your life, right? you know, and like, it continues to be uncovered, like, and peeled. And I'm on my third therapist now mm-hmm. uh, since like 2018, I would say. And, uh-huh. you know, every one of those experiences has been very different. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of the things that we focus on is also Mm -hmm. very different. And so it's, it's sort of an interesting thing to kind of navigate as an adult. Um, I'm very curious about like all these younger generations and, you know, like, I don't don't know, no pressure guys, but you need to fix everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, yeah. I, and I, you know, I, I see, I grew up, like, so I'm like, so I'm 28. I just turned 28. My birthday is in like 1995. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm on this like cusp of like millennial and Gen Z. I was actually talking about this last night with my friend. Yeah. And like, I, like, I didn't grow up with tech, like iPhones and things that yeah. by any means. Um, but then I also experienced it when I was still younger, when it came, mm-hmm. like it started becoming popular and things like that. And I see, you know, people that just, the kids just, they always had it, right? Yeah. Like, I grew up with, like, Barbies and cutting my Barbies hair and playing and dolls. And, oh, you know, Barbie being outside. So oh, my God. I haven't seen it yet. I really oh want to. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. I feel I like we need to do we a follow-up were... episode. No, I, uh, we meant it while well, I was going to go with, like, some friends this past weekend yeah. and, like, shit, it hit the fan. And it, it was a mess. But, um, you know, I, I really hope that these kids that have been experiencing social media at such a young age and like they I can't imagine that they don't have a skewed idea of 
what reality really is in some moments mm -hmm. or in like things like that and how you view things in life. And even as somebody who had it later or like mm -hmm. later in life compared to them, like I, people are continuously validating it when it comes to comparison and like what people's lives look like and like, why doesn't my life look like this? And like the mental health aspect of social media and comparison, you know, all that. So I, I'm worried about it yeah. <laughs> for those kids that well, become adults. gratification too, like, right? Like yeah. everything's happening in real time and like you have to do this in real mm -hmm. time and I mean, even with marketing, it's just like you have to jump on these memes or you have to jump like on these trends. Yeah. And it's just like, gosh, like it's not sustainable. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. and uh, it's uh, all like a trend here and there. Like one week yeah. is one trend, one week is another trend. Well, like, well, what I will say, like for this younger generation, is that they do have mm -hmm. access to a lot of things, right? And they feel like right. they have resources and they're able to sort of, um, kind of address things like pretty early on and right. have well, the you were just, to do so. <laughs> right. You were saying like, you know, your friend who has kids that are like Gen Z, I think, age, yeah. they're just like, no, like, fuck yeah, that. like I mean, we're not, I'm not tolerating this. And I was like, hell yes, let's go. <laughs> and, you know, all of those friends who have kids that are that young that I know, like they mm -hmm. sort of have a different relationship with me because I'm an adult in their life who's not mm -hmm. their parent. <laughs> and so right. um, my influence on them, I try to be quite mindful of. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and not in like any sort of disparaging way towards like what their parents' beliefs are, but like, right. you know, sometimes I will disagree with them. Like, okay, well, I may think differently about this because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that's fine. I think it's fine for us to like recognize that, you know, we're all a little different. We all handle, you know, mm -hmm. the things that happen to us quite differently. And um, there's no right answer, <laughs> um, which I think is slowly starting to change. Mm -hmm. I think this notion of like, you need to do X, Y, and Z by this point in your life. Um, right. And, you know, I'm a good example of that. Like, I don't have mm -hmm. a lot of those things. And, um, but I would say that I have a very, uh, fulfilling life. I would say that I leave a lot of room in my life for adventure or for just mm -hmm. you know, the unexpected. And I think being open to that is very different versus like, you know, if you're so rigid <laughs> in in achieving certain things by certain times, then you kind of miss out on these like moments in life. Like I said, like I never thought I would start this business. And, mm. you know, part of me wonders like, should I really be focusing my time and energy on this? But every time I see somebody give a gift to somebody and I see the note that I, that they write, it's like so fulfilling. Like it's, it's so yeah. amazing to see people show up for each other in, in that are so important. Mm. <laughs> I, I think, I think for me, like the biggest like sentiment I wanted to portray was sometimes you literally do not know what to say because like I want, never experience whatever you're going through but I also just want to show up for you you know right. 
and I don't want to show up for you in a way that is sort of aggressive or too much. And, and yeah, it's going to hurt you more because like, it reminds you like, or like me bringing it up, like rehashing those wounds, whatever it may be. And so, you know, getting a care package Mm -hmm. is like a very, you know, easy way to do that. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever that bad day may be, breakup, you know, fender bender, didn't get a job, your boss is being a shithead. And like, I think all those things are true. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. If they're not true. And, and right. I think um, anytime anybody asks me, well, maybe you should have a good day box. And I'm like, but that's not the point. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. if you wanted. It's like the best box is supposed to help you make like feel better yeah. to have the next best day tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, here's, there's like the whole juxtaposition of it, right? Like, right. Go look at my logo. there's a happy face in the box. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's all very subtle and it's all very intentional. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a good day box just doesn't like whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, then I would just exactly. get Amazon. Like, why would I even bother? Exactly. Exactly. You know? It's not a there's a whole like experience that I think is valuable in receiving mm-hmm. one of these, right? It's just like, that's why it's the color yellow. Like that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the main color. Yellow is like a happy color. Yeah. Right? Like if you look There's at like more. marketing colors, right? That's it's a, like, it feels like one. the sun, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like a little card in there that, you know, addresses like somebody's thinking about you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and they want you to take what's ever in here and feel mm-hmm. better. Um, exactly. There's also a promo code on the back. Um, I should give like you a gift. Like, yeah, it's like send over, you know, send to somebody else. It's kind of like almost like a train. <laughs> and and that's the thing, though, is that there it's not like a it's not a gift that you can ever anticipate. Right. And so I think yeah. like by giving that promo code, you're kind of just like. Hey, like, just in case for next time, <laughs> in case yeah. somebody in your life is dealing with something. Um, or if you end up having a sh- another shit day and you're like, you know what, I, I need to get myself, myself. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Treat yourself from like, what's that totally. show? Yeah. Oh, I love Parks and Rec too. Yeah. I created making a Parks and Rec box, but I'm like, do people still like care? <laughs> No. Nah, I think. I'm not I think, sure. I mean, so, Parks and Rec's pretty quotable. <laughs> <laughs> that, the Office, like, Shit's Creek is a good one. I know, like, you said you did that. Ted Lasso. Oh. All, like, those are also, like, shows that, it's not all of them, but, like, highlight pitfalls, but also highlight the triumphs from those pitfalls, right? Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Um, because that's, like, real life. Like, Mm-hmm. And I really, what really resonated what you said, you know, a little bit earlier, it's like you starting the box wasn't this, all right, I have the idea. I'm building my workshop. Like, yes, like it probably looks like flows that way, but your, your experience in doing all this mm-hmm. created it was like highs, highs and lows, lows, I'm sure. And some thing in the middle. And that's kind of what I'm experiencing right now I I was like all right my birthday let's do it and then like holy shit like my life is in shambles I've got to you know figure out some other things to make sure like 
I'm okay, but I still want to do this. So it's, I, but I got down on myself so yeah. much for like not following precisely what I set out to do. And I'm not saying I could, I'm not going to get back to that. I definitely know I will, but it's like hard. It's really hard That's trying to like things. have a main income, but also try to like work on something that you're passionate about or just wanting to do and help people. Like that's why I created the podcast. And I'm sure that's why you created the podcast. Like, and you just want to be able to help people feel seen, heard, you know, oh, make like their that. day better. You know, you, all of it. <laughs> if there's one thing that I think is like the most important thing in life is to just feel seen by people. And yeah. when you can feel seen by people, it's probably like the best way that you can be loved in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I would say for a long time, I had a really like, I had weird feelings about telling like my story about how I started this business because I felt like the business in itself is not about me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's about like showing up for other people. But what I did recognize is that this story is very relatable. This story mm -hmm. um, is very like, oh, I know what it's like to go through a breakup. I know what it's like to go through a creative mm -hmm. rut or like, you know, being a job that I'm not super stoked on. Like, mm -hmm. I think those are all relatable sentiments or like, here I'm starting this business and I'm kind of just guessing. Right. You're just like throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know? And... <laughs> I think those are all real things that I'm perfectly fine with not showing that like there's a level of perfection <laughs> attached <laughs> because right, I think that's not realistic and I, it's just not what I want to show people, you know, like, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to pretend like nothing's wrong. Like, no, like I have bad days all the time. <laughs> right. Right. Days and it could be just the smallest thing. It happened to me the other week and I was peeling eggs and I was like, it got the first one fucked up. And then I threw it in my garbage disposal and I was like, try it again. And I was because I think something happened and then I, I tried to do it again and I was like, this isn't working. So I just like crushed them all and threw them in my sink. I was like, fuck this. That's why I have the expletives box. <laughs> moments like that yeah. but yeah like I think you know I'm still looking for work to supplement <laughs> life right. um and I'm still kind of trying to push this little business baby of mine along and yeah. you know I would say every time I I feel like it's a kind of quiet and impatient time for me where I'm like mm -hmm. what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next or I don't feel like I'm creative um, mm -hmm. somebody usually gifts somebody something and it's like, it's a very mm. humbling thing to be part of and have a lens into, um, it just reminds you that people are good. And I think totally. the world is so crazy all the time now that yeah. I need those reminders more frequently than I ever have. And yeah. I think yeah, it's, 100%. Um, that that's. To me, that's the positivity that's worth focusing mm -hmm. on versus like the, you know, just keep moving forward or you'll be okay. Right. Like, you're, you know, it, like let people be. Yeah. <laughs> However they're feeling is like, you know, feelings aren't forever. <laughs> and I exactly. think that's 
you know, what I've learned over the years is that, you know, they're fleeting and sometimes they can recur and be triggered Mm -hmm. later, but that's, you know, how we are as human beings. And (laughs) yeah, exactly. We're all doing our best, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And and I, 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 throughout my life, like I'm a fairly positive person, not like I recognize like shitty moments or like bad days and like bad experiences and like just the type of person I am I'm like it could always be worse or it could always you know it could last longer there's bad people out there there's super shitty people out there but that's not everyone I think when you're when you're in it it's really hard to pull yourself out of it it's really hard to reason um you know like the logic that most people are trying to give you and like, like, right. You know, I I think people will be like, well, you can't feel that way. That's not the right way to think about it. And it's just like, well, is there a right way to think about it? Like, I just got to feel it like my feels and then like, I'll be like, I'll learn from it and then come out on the other side stronger and have more grit when it comes to another situation like this. It's hard. I think this is sort of, um, you know, a touch point. This business is just, it's like a gift and a touch point Mm -hmm. where not a lot needs to be said, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. You're sort of acknowledging it. You're sort of, I get it. Um, Because there's so many people who, like, if you give them bad news that's happening in your life, they're like, well, I'm here if you ever want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, how often are you so, like, stoked to, to, like, talk about something? Like, go deep, especially if you're in therapy, it's just like, therapy can be so exhausting. Like, why would I do that with another person <laughs> who's not necessarily like, uh, and they you know, know completely about like what you could be going through. It's like their, their style and the mm-hmm. way they give you tools and resources, like all of that can vary. And so, I don't know, oftentimes when people offer that up to me, like, oh, I'm here if you ever want to talk, I'm just like, can we just go for a walk or like right well and i i've like thought about this i've seen some things like uh, i follow like therapists or people that like help with like emotional intelligence and things like that and one thing i saw and i don't know what your opinion is about this but um instead of being like i'm here for you you ask people like how can i show up for you in this moment yeah. and like and i think which is a hard thing for a lot of people to ask (laughs) right it's like it's like one hard to ask but I'm curious about like even on the receiving because I've never had people really like say that to me I've I've said it to people and you know they'll be like no like I'll definitely let you know like if like something comes up but like even being able to just say like nothing right now like just you us having a regular conversation is what I need like, I don't yeah. know if, like, people, are, like, realize, like, it could be as simple as that or, like, going for a walk. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. not has to – because they're so condi- – most people are very much conditioned to be, like, no, I'm good. I'll, like, reach out, whatever. It's, like, that's yeah. not what I'm asking. Like, I'm asking, like, do you need me to just, like, do you want to go watch, like, a like, binge a TV show and, like, yeah. take an edible and, like, chill and not talk? Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Do you need that or do you need me to, like – do you need to vent to me? Do you want, or do you want my opinion? Do you want my advice? Like there's so many ways to answer that, but I don't think enough people realize like that's really what somebody's asking yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time when somebody is, and I honestly don't think most people are asking 
that question, like, how can I show up for you in this moment? Well, because I don't think they know how. I think mm-hmm. they, they're coming from a place of, I think, one, they care about you. But mm-hmm. I often, in my experience, think that when people are offering advice to you or sort of offering you this toxic positivity, it's it's mm-hmm. sort of it's sort of how they would deal with it, right? So right. They're, they're, they're making it kind of, this is how I would deal with it and mm-hmm. not necessarily thinking about how you would deal with it as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and the complexities of that. And um, it's not simple. And I, I think yeah. we're, we live in a world where I think more people are becoming vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people have not felt like they've had this like sort of safe space to talk about these types of things. Definitely. (laughs) And so um, there's going to be like just some uncomfortable moments (laughs) where, you know, you're sort of learning about people in your life, whether it's your partner, Mm -hmm. whether it's your family members, whether it's your friends Mm -hmm. who you know for years. (laughs) Right. you know, I have a girlfriend who's going through a tough time right now. And, you know, there's not a lot that I can offer her in terms of like, let's go on a trip because I just financially right. can't do right now. Right. And that, and not that she's ever asking me for that, but like, those are the things that she did with me when I was going through a bad time. But what I can offer her is like, well, you know, you can call me at like any given hour of the day, <laughs> like, and that I will pick up. And whatever you want to talk about or not talk about is on the table always. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. um, you know, not every relationship is created equal. This is also something that I've learned yeah. <laughs> as an adult. And, you know, there are friendships where you may think very highly of somebody, um, but the opposite may not be true. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of us know our friendships in which, it's reciprocal and equal, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But there's, you know, a lot of my guy friends, I have Mm -hmm. guy friends who I know, like I'm going through a rough time and I want to day drink. They're my guys. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And not to say that we don't talk about important things, but it's just like, you know, sometimes there's just things that make more sense Right, with certain people. People and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very aware as I continue to get older, like, within any sort of relationship, not Mm -hmm. everybody deserves 100% of, like, you in terms of what you want to disclose with them, like, what you want to, like, nobody owes anybody anything, right? And for me, it's like, okay, I can tell people certain things because I know mm-hmm. that that's a safe place, or I know that I have to kind of scale back <laughs> and be a little bit more generic because I kind of know what might happen on the other end, right? Like, and you can anticipate things like the reaction. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that you love your friends less because they're not the person right. that you call. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I think like there's like people play a role in your life for certain reasons. and and not everybody has an equal space and, you know, or, you know, there's just chapters in your life where people are really important, you know, know? and, 
like, I think there's this notion that we can't change as human beings, but we're constantly changing all the time. And like, yeah. And I think we have to, I, I think in order for, for me as a human to kind of work towards who I want to be, I have to change. <laughs> right. And it, I, if I was the same person I was when I moved out to Colorado when I was 19, like, yeah. like I'm thankful and I'm so happy I'm not that person still. You know, like I've yeah. changed, I've evolved, I've adapted mm-hmm. to situations, I've learned, I've fucked up. Like there's all these experiences and like, thank God, because my oh, 19 gosh. year old self, oh. Who always <laughs> brings up and it makes me laugh all the time. And she's like, remember, remember when you weren't outdoorsy? Like, okay, like, yes, I do. Cause you know, this has only really been part of my life for maybe the last like 12-ish years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that it was always something I was interested in. And I think like it takes, it's uncomfortable to find the right people to mm-hmm. do the things that you want to do, because sometimes it means letting go of other people. Right. And oh, there's like, guilt that I think a lot of people have with that. And I think, you know, there are seasons with people in your life. Like there's people that I care immensely about. And do I ever talk to them anymore other than like Mm -hmm. quick interactions on social media? But I still care about them. Like I still Mm -hmm. care about their losses. I still care about their wins. 100%. And I'm still cheering for them and, you know, just because I'm not talking to them (laughs) daily. Right. Or even doesn't mean they're not loved by you or like you don't care. I still think fondly of them. And I think, um, you know, adult relationships are interesting. And I think um, there's something for me about getting older that is uncovering all of that in like quite a beautiful way that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really grateful for because I think um, you're just more mindful of it, right? Like you mm-hmm. want to be intentional about what you do, who you're with, mm-hmm. how you spend your time. And, you know, I, I think I know where my boundaries are with human beings. And like, mm-hmm. I can kind of spot, you know, people who I may not trust or <laughs> like, <laughs> especially in a workplace. I think that's something that I've had a lot of practice on, yeah. and, you know, what I will tolerate. and. I think it's empowering to have that kind of Mm -hmm. agency over your life and to kind of be the one who is making the decisions versus letting the decisions happen around you. Yeah. And that's, that's something I learned very, not like recently, it's like come to this like point, but you know, I've been in sales. I got a marketing degree, but been in, have been in sales and I, I came out of college doing like sales like that was my job and I wanted to do marketing initially because I like the creative aspect but there's like backing a lot like data behind why you do certain things or you pivot certain ways or whatever it may be but I just listened to too many people about what I should do with my my life my career and all these things and I was like what the fuck was I doing like listening to people like it just, it, it, I'm not regretful of the experiences, right? Like, I can't be ter- terribly regretful, but, you know, it go forward. I'm like, I'm not listening to, like, every, like, all these people, you know, with what I should be doing. Yeah, like, people have this idea of what you should be doing and, like, 
what should be happening in your life. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know why you have such an opinion on that. Like I'm, I feel okay. <laughs> right. About where I'm at. And you know, not that I, I, not that I'm saying that I don't have work to do or that there's still opportunity right. for me to grow and kind of figure things out. But I think it, it does make people uncomfortable sometimes when they're, when you're right. not sort of marching to their same beat and mm -hmm. I like to be that person in people's lives who's just like, eh, my life's a little different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, and that's like why, like, I, 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 I'm starting, I started the podcast. I'm wanting to do the podcast. Like, it's not like some people could deem it as like, like, what are you doing? Like, this is a joke and all these things like, but that doesn't matter because like, it makes me happy. And what my mission is for it is like to help other people. And like that's what's really important to me. So it's it's hard it's, sometimes it takes a while to get there and I'm not saying it I'm forever gonna be like yeah I'm like stuck in this like my ways and I'm not listening to every like everyone whatever it may be but like because like there's sometimes like I, really need help. Yeah, exactly. I think like who, who's nobody else is gonna do that for you like working yep. for somebody else. And if you're not advocating for yourself, nobody else is going to do that for you. And, you know, that's why right. I said congratulations when you said you resigned from your job, because it, it's a very empowering, mm -hmm. hard thing that a lot of people can't do because yeah. there's a lot of fear behind it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been unemployed a handful of times now and, mm -hmm. you know, it is scary. It is, it does make you question a lot. You do have imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. But has it always eventually worked out? Like, yes. And it's usually for the better. And there's um, patience is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and control um, is something that I think innately we all just want as human beings, because if we have control, then it means that we're not getting hurt, <laughs> you know, and letting go of that control and letting go of the possibility of what could happen is usually when stuff happens. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It all my dad always said like always have like faith like in whatever you're doing yeah. or like whenever like shit like hits the fan, like just have faith it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Because you always will come on top like but come up on top pretty much. It's um having that self love for yourself too, right? It's yeah. like knowing like I know that I'm good at X, Y, Z. Yeah, like you could take any job, but it's like, does this job align with your values? Like there's just like so much vetting that needs to happen in life. Yeah. But I think for me, I have to sort of discern, you know, scenarios and, and figure out like what is best for me. And only I know that, right? Like whether that's dating, whether that's uh, family dynamics, whether that's working. Mm -hmm um you know continuing this business like only i'm able to kind of discern and make those decisions and either be stuck in my ways <laughs> or yeah. and yeah. i think all of that is okay and you know i'm glad that you started this podcast because i think <laughs> it's it's important mm -hmm. to have conversations like this i think it's important yeah. for you to feel personally empowered to have something um, that you're working on that is one yours and two mm -hmm. feel like is contributing to yeah. 
the other betterment people. of society to help other people feel like seen and not that they're alone. Sis. Mm. <laughs> I'm so glad that we were able to do this and finally get to me. <laughs> we're always like, sending things to each other and we're like, yeah. hey, did you watch Jury Duty? <laughs> oh my gosh. Jury Duty was so good. I didn't even, I didn't find it. That's so funny. So I live in San Diego and Rob lives in, or what's his name, right? Rob? No. The, the guy that like, yeah. Rob Jordini that they bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. He lives in San Diego and I'm just like, I just want to run into him. Oh my God. I, like, I ran into him. I was like, oh my God. Well, he was at a couple of events, I think locally, um, but I wasn't there and other people told me and they were like so excited to meet him too. <laughs> Because he's another right. person who I feel like he was so genuine and just like Why such now? a like um like a warm human being. And I think that like you can't fake that and it's no, just not at all. It's so good to see that there's so people like that. They like good people in the world, like no matter like we're so inundated with bad news by Ugh, the second now. By the second. <laughs> pull up my face like my Facebook news like let's see what or like LinkedIn news right like LinkedIn is always like doing stuff and I'm like is there ever anything good like happening about something with animals <laughs> right exactly like or just highlighting like different like small businesses that are like having such a huge impact and like on huge impact on people Oh, right. Trying to like survive, you know. 100%. Like, we're all just like trying to do our best, and like, some people's version of that is different from the next person. And yeah, we're all just like figuring it out. And that's like, as I've gotten older, because I've been in this like structured way of like living, because like, I'm like, okay, I gotta go to college, and then I gotta get a job. And I've got to get have make sure I have benefits and like nine to five is where I feel comfortable at because that's secure because that's going to get me a paycheck. Yeah. And so like trying to break out of that mold has been very difficult, but very needed for my own growth and my own success. That ideal situation for me will, would look is not probably a typical nine to five at the end of the day. Change. Honestly, like, right. nobody's ever going to judge you if you're like, oh, shit, like, this was too difficult to figure out or I didn't like it. Like, I didn't like having mm -hmm. to manage my own time. I didn't like having to pay the premiums to have my own benefits. Mm. You can always, like, nothing is permanent. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know so many, like, moms who decided to start their own businesses and then quite, like, recently figured out like I can't do this like it's too much mm -hmm. it's that to and I'm gonna go work full-time it's like nobody's gonna judge you like who cares <laughs> like, right exactly you can take a job and quickly realize that like this is not the right environment for me like mm -hmm. like this is not what you guys sold me I don't want to do this anymore who cares what anybody thinks about it like right. if it's the best thing for you like then you should not like make that decision <laughs> oh totally I don't even think in your favor. It's like what the what AI, what they're thinking you would want to see. But like yeah. me trying to figure out like what to do with my life. I don't know. I think I want this nine to five. And like all these people are like, 
learn AI, like do it for an hour. <laughs> no, I'm just... no. <laughs> like, that's the sweet spot of life, right? It's like, if totally. you're about something and you can like make money doing it and you enjoy it. Like yeah, you're like, you've literally hit the jackpot. Yeah. Like it goes to you. Like I'm still trying to figure that out daily and you know, yeah. for me, it's an adventure. <laughs> And, uh it's been great Happy just like again. yes i'm sure honestly i'm sure i'll ask you again it's been great just to like learn from you low-key have a therapy session and just like talk about like you know those things when it's like starting a business and like the high those could be high highs and low lows and plateaus and just like things in between but also like the emotional aspect of like all everything that we talked about is just like so important to highlight um for people to not feel like they have to be a hundred percent all the time, you know, cause it's not that it's not that black and white in life. Mm -hmm. It's so no. much gray area. So, no. but if you want to, if you could plug your bad day box and whatever other socials yeah. and things like that, that would be amazing. Just so that people can go to your website and either buy it from themselves or send it to somebody to brighten their day. Um, so my website is baddaybox.co, so just CO. And then if you log on to the website, there's actually a pop-up to sign up for the newsletters and there's a free shipping code. So definitely um, do that. And then on Instagram, it's baddaybox.co. Perfect. So yeah, thanks for having me. Let me Bruce. <laughs> I Julie, thank you just for being so supportive, yeah. like online, always, anytime I'm like asking you to share something, you're always willing to do yeah. it. All. And if it takes zero money and like very minimal effort to hit share. So I'm happy to always do it and you know, show up for you in any way I can. Thank you. All right. Bye. Well, don't forget.